0: It can't be this big a secret. Everyone has a shit story. Everyone does.
1: Everyone has a shit story, for sure.
2: Welcome to Crap in Your Pants with Rob and Ken. My name is Ken.
0: What's up, guys? I'm Rob.
2: We're back for season two. I'm really, I'm I'm excited. Uh, Rob, have you had any feelings on season one or how that all went down?
0: Ken, it's like... Ken, it's like, you ever ask Michelangelo how he feels about carving the David? <laughs> I mean, what's he going to say? Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> You're yeah. welcome. You're welcome, yeah. podcast verse. I could I could have made the dick a little bit bigger. Eh. Eh. You know, I didn't want to feel bad. I didn't right. want <laughs> <off. laughs> to <wanna> show off.
1: I didn't want to show off. Yeah, it's like asking
0: Da Vinci, hey man, who's the chick? Oh, well, Lisa. <laughs> it's just what I do. I just, it's just what I do. You're welcome. I,
2: I do feel a calling now for this thing. I think, I think we both do. It's kind of, it's, 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 it's been good. So if you want to be on the show, if you want to get at us, uh, the Twitter is up and running. Our website is www.crappinyourpants.com And uh, you can give us money at Patreon, but we're not really focused on that right now. Just listen, get at us. Cause there's lots more stories to be told on there. Rob, I would say that this was the cliffhanger from last year, which was that we'd like more women to come on and tell their stories. So, our dear friend Bella, her has been listening and volunteered that she had a great story, and her story does not disappoint. It is a spectacular way to start the season off.
0: Yeah, yeah, Ken, that's right. We are very happy to have Bella with us today.
2: Before we get into her interview, though, let's hit our segment, Turd Lingo.
0: Turd Lingo. Shitsubitionist, derived from exhibitionist. Shitsubitionist. Ergo, someone that derives pleasure from others viewing them defecate. So in my mind, it's someone that derives pleasure from making it known publicly that they are doing anything and everything related to poop. Put a hard P's there. So that would include something like being loud in the stall rectally. That would include being, that would include having a loud toilet sesh in the stall or to... Too openly defecating in public.
2: We've all been in the bathroom when someone in the stall next to us is a shit submissionist. How do you handle that? Do you make a comment on it? Because I feel like if someone's being a shit submissionist at that point, wouldn't you? Are they inviting commentary? Do you like, hey, great job? Hey, keep it down in there?
0: It's like you got front row seats to a concert you didn't ask for. Play Freebird? Yeah. It reminds me of that gag in comedic comedic movies when you have the mariachi band like come up to you and start playing very loudly, you know, in the restaurant and you're expecting a tip or something. You're like, oh, God, no. (laughs) You're just going to slide a dollar underneath the stall (laughs) and and just just
2: kind of like, all right, I'm done. I I don't need (laughs) any more.
0: My tip, my suggestion would be, hey, they're putting on performance. Leave a tip. And that's Turd Lingo.
2: Turd Lingo. We're starting off here with our dear friend, a, a fabulous humanitarian, Bella. Bella, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: We haven't had many women on this podcast, and that was something we were going to definitely change in season two. So I feel like we're starting off strong with you, and your story's pretty incredible.
1: Oh my God, I can't wait. I feel honored to be you know, one of the first, <laughs> or at least maybe I guess like a second technically.
2: It's it's you're the first kind of who has their own episode. We'll say that. So, you know, trailblazer in your own right. Why don't you lay the groundwork for us?
1: So I guess just some like background story about me. I have IBS. So I feel like I talk about my bowels all the time. Um, So much so that like on my first date with Sammy, my boyfriend, we talked about poop for like an hour, like in the car. And that was like a very defining moment of like, yes and I even told my friends like we all talk about poop together and like that's a big sign thumbs up so one thing about me love poop also when I was younger in order to make me smile or get out of a bad mood my mom would be like Bella poop butt fart and immediately I would start laughing and I like still have that kind of humor to this day so like (laughs) I feel like that is something one should know about me before I go into the story. And also I had always wanted to know what a shark felt like as a kid, I had a weird obsession with wanting to know like what that sensation was as a kid.
2: So. Is it the comic nature of the word or were you like there's fart, but like, wait, what's this other type of fart?
1: I think it was just the comic nature of like, Oh no. Like, what do you do? Like, how do you get out of the situation? And like, you know, you pray you're at home when it happens. You don't think you're going to be, you know, out and about. So I didn't really plan for that to be an option for me and my my story. (laughs) So um, I guess the story starts in, I believe, January 2020. So like before the world shut down and it wasn't that long ago. I wish I was like a lot younger when this happened, but you know. It happens um, the night before, my roommate Tilly at the time she's back in London now. Um, she and I I think went drinking the night before, and the next morning I was hungover. And at the time I worked at a Vietnamese restaurant, and I always knew that getting beef pho for breakfast cured like any hangover. Got some beef pho, drank a little cider, and was like, "All right, I'm feeling a little bit better." but I need to feel like a little bit more confident because I had a date that night. And I was like, I can't feel like a hungover piece of garbage the day of a date. So maybe if I do some shopping, I'll feel a little bit better. So we're done with brunch. We go into the city. We took the J train to Bowery <laughs> and um, we get off and I feel like pretty normal. It's like a cold day. I I guess, so you know what I'm wearing. I'm wearing my favorite like Heather gray colored sweatpants that I wore around the house. or like out in public. I wore like a matching gray hoodie and like a long furry coat. So like it, the jacket went to like my knees. So like it kept me very warm. Um, we get off the train at Bowery. We're walking down to Lance a couple of blocks and I feel the... Like, I just like, I had a fart (laughs) and I felt like I could just kind of like let it let one out. Like when I was walking and all of a sudden I feel this like shooting coming out of my ass, this like sensation. Like I didn't have a stomach ache. I didn't feel like anything was going to happen, but all of a sudden it's just like, shooting of liquid comes out of me.
2: There was no bubble guts. There wasn't like the 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 regular like, oh, this needs to be dealt with.
1: It just shot out of me totally. And I, you know, I forget you said in a previous segment something about like when you want to stop because you want to like hold in your butt cheeks.
2: The strong pause.
1: The strong pause. I didn't even have a sensation of like I need to do that. It literally like I thought it was gonna be like one of those like airy farts where like you could just like let that one go a little bit. No, it just shot out and I stop in my tracks and Tilly looks at me and she's like, what's up? And I was like, all right, I need you to do something for me right now. We're like in the middle of the sidewalk. I see butcher's daughter across from me. There's like people eating brunch. There's people walking around us. And I said, Tilly, I need you to go behind me and look at my coat. And she looks and she's like, there's nothing on your coat. I'm like, okay, I'm going to lift up my jacket and I need you to look at my pants oh my. and tell me what you see and she's like what do you mean I'm like I just need you to look I think I shit my pants and I lift up my jacket and she's like oh my god Like, she's like oh, my god. oh my god and she's like Bella it's really bad and I could like feel it like it was like it went down my leg a little bit um and i was like is it all over and she's like no but like you want to keep your jacket down like your coat like just covers like where the brown is sort of so yeah. i stand there and i'm like i don't know what to do I, I like do i go back to brooklyn that seems like a pain in the ass like but i'm in new york city like i can't walk around with shit in my so I remember there's a crate and barrel on Broadway on like Houston and there's a public bathroom. <laughs> and I have used it and I was like, okay, as long as I make it to that bathroom, like I can deal with this, but I need to get pants and I need to get underwear in order to figure this out. So we shuffle from Delancey over to what I knew like was like the closest uh airy it's like a women's like undergarments store and I'm like okay I just need to buy sweatpants and like underwear and I'm so annoying I'm like I need to buy sweatpants to like match my hoodie like I can't like look crazy like I can't just buy like random clothes so they had like a two for one sweatpants sale and I bought some underwear and I spent like 50 dollars that I didn't know I was going to spend that day to like resolve the situation I was in and I shuffle from Aerie over to Crate and Barrel and I change my pants in the public bathroom at Crate and Barrel. Um, thankfully, it wasn't like a whole, like, it was like, I kind of half-ass swiped my legs, but it was definitely like, I shit my pants all over <laughs> my such pants. And there were women in the bathroom, but I don't think they knew what I was doing. Like I took the big stall, so no one could see me like taking my shoes off, taking my socks off, and like throwing my underwear on the ground um just to like place it. And then by the end of changing my outfit, I threw my poopy sweatpants and my poopy underwear and I tossed it in a garbage bin on Broadway and resumed my shopping because I was like I'm already over here. Like I I need to commit to this. So I immediately call my mom remembering that I had always told her I loved sharding (laughs) and (laughs) um, I was like, I got to tell her. So I tell my mom, like, Hey, like, are you busy right now? She's like, I've got an architect here. Like we're working on our bathroom. Like what's up? I'm like real quick, shit, my pants walking around in New York city. And it's hilarious. And she was like, Bella, you're telling me about this? Like, this is so embarrassing.
2: Were you on speakerphone when, like, was, was the architect like, what, what, what's going on with your daughter?
1: No, she didn't have me on speakerphone. But I mean, like, there were people around me. And I'm like, just openly, like, bragging about this. I'm like, I did it. Like, I really did it, like, in a really crazy way. Um, and Tilly the whole time was just laughing at me. I think I texted a few other friends in other chats. And I was like, this happened. And they're like, "That is disgusting. And by the end of like this shopping experience, I was like, man, I still have to go on this date. Like, how am I supposed to go on a date when I shit my pants and I'm extremely hungover? And everyone was like, well, honestly, it could make you feel a little bit better. And so I'm like, fine, you know what? I'm going to toughen up. I'm going to go on this date. This will not be the day that I shit my pants. Be the day that I go on a really awesome date, and I'm gonna like have a glass of wine, and I'm gonna like relax a little bit. And it ended up being like one of the worst dates of my life. The date was like two hours long, and like I guess to even give it some context, like there was one point we were at a bar, and like he just started like making out with me, and he felt me up, and he told me my boobs were bigger than he thought they'd be, like weird stuff.
0: You should have told him you shit yourself earlier. That would have turned him on.
1: <laughs> also then, when it comes up, i literally was like what a terrible like i couldn't be more turned off i did resp- i like, kind of ghosted him honestly i was like yeah maybe i'll see you like i kind of like left so, like abruptly didn't respond to him for a few days and he kept texting me. My I, I was like dude like my friends i was like what do i do and i regret this to the day. Like, I still heavily regret this, but my friend drafted up a text and was like, you should say, I forget what his name was, but, you know, earlier that day, I shit my pants walking in Manhattan. I thought that was going to be the worst part of my day until we went on our date.
2: You should have that friend on standby as like a copywriter for any future <laughs> problems that, uh, come up. Cause that, that's a that was, that's a phenomenal response.
1: I know I really like should have taken advantage of it. And she was like, Bella, come on, like do it, do it. And I was like, no, I guess I'm, I'm a little too nice. So I was like, you know, I'm just not that interested. Please don't like leave me alone. But like, it's one of my like most embarrassing stories. And one of, I don't want to say proudest, but it's like one of my best stories that I have because I, I don't have many ridiculous moments like that, I guess.
2: Bella, thank you. That's a great stopping point right now, but we want you to join us. And this new segment is called Option 2 Shoutout. Option 1 is the theme of this podcast. You shit your pants. Option 2 is whatever other alternatives there are to that. So starting it off, this week's Option 2 Shoutout Rob, I believe you turned me on to this. It's a Twitter feed called "Got to Number Two Go NYC." Got to Go NYC.
0: As I understand it, it is essentially a, a well, what what I think is a very helpful and handy tool, uh, mapping out your option number two within New York City. So, if you find yourself in, you know, as as Bella has, if you find yourself in away from home in in in, in places that where you need an option number two, like immediately this uh this uh, resource uh lists the various locations that you can you can emergency you can p- visit uh, it's got the codes for the bathrooms like a Starbucks would have a code or or something like that establishment um, there's also I, th- I believe there's also like a uh, a system that rates like the quality of the facility so as I understand for example the public facilities in Bryant Park are are ranked amongst the highest because I guess they're impressive if you're in that point where you need a tool like this you don't really care how impressive it is you kind of just need that option number two like lickety split
2: i'm looking at the twitter feed currently and there's one like the starbucks on grove street in the west village bathroom code is 07547. that's awesome yeah like like that would have helped you out bella
1: that would have helped me so much and like especially like you know COVID happened two months later. And like, you know, for so long, you couldn't even like use the bathroom and like at most public places or like it was hard to even find restrooms even before this would have been so great to have in the dead of winter, especially, or if you just don't want to spend money.
2: I feel like that's a very new, very New York experience too. And I don't know if this applies in other places. They're probably friendlier, but like that, like I have to go to the bathroom number one or number two and like finding the closest bar running in ordering a shot going to the bathroom coming back paying for the shot yeah and then walking out and you're like yeah i just i just had to spend i don't know more expensive these days but you know 10 bucks on a drink (laughs) yeah unless you have to like go to the bathroom and you're like near the international bar in the east village where you can probably get a shot for like a dollar still but
1: yeah no that would have been so useful to have and I will be looking for these codes because I'm sure I
2: make. That's our that's our option two shout out uh, respect to Teddy Siegel and uh, got
0: to go NYC on that one. This story to me is nothing but a resounding demonstration of some powerhouse boss, New York City strong woman moves. This entire story is one giant like flex. Let me explain why. Number one. Went partying the night before. Totally hungover. What do you do? Straight up. Beef uh, hangover brunch. What's up? you telling me that's not playing Russian roulette? Come on. <laughs> She's like, yo, what's up? I, you know what? Whatever. Give me what you got. Beef uh, for hangover brunch. Number two, on top of that, still flexing, rocking the favorite Heather Gray sweatpants with a matching top and the long coat. Come on, man. It's like you're still styling, still profiling, right? And then... Comes the twist, right? And I guess childhood question answered. Now you know what a short feels like. Surprise! <laughs> I, I don't know if it's still funny, right, Bella? Poop butt fart, poop butt fart. <laughs> you know, okay, exactly so, so yeah. But you had you probably had like those uh, that ratatouille moment where like you short and you're like <gasps> you go back to your childhood. You're like this is what it feels like.
1: Oh, a little bit for sure. That's why I immediately called my
0: mom. Right? you were like it was like <laughs> only not nostalgic. Yes, uh, challenging also for sure. So what happens? This is the true boss move. And this, again, as Ken, as you had mentioned previously, a very, also a very urban environment, very New York City move. Most folks would have called an ambulance. They would have gotten home immediately, like just cancel the day. Done, right? Nope, not you. What do you do? You go shopping. (laughs) First of all, the the story goes like this. And as you were recounting the story of, of asking your dear friend Tilly to, to check you, it reminded me of like those scenes in like Vietnam War movies where like someone gets hit with like an RPG and they're like, just tell me how bad it is, man. Just tell me how bad it is. And they're just like, you're, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine, just keep breathing. And meanwhile, they're like trying to hold their guts back in, you know, they're like, medic. And are like, just, just tell, tell me how bad it is. You gonna be fine. So you, your pal does that. Oh my God, what's your power move? What's your decision? Fucking let's go shopping. You go, you go to and you go to a nice place, by the way. I'm familiar with that location or that store that you uh, referenced. You clean up, you you go on, you, you, you bring in a nice haul, if I may say so. You got some, some new gear. And then what do you do after all that? I'm going to go on a date. You know what? I'm gonna look for some romance. Maybe get lucky. I don't know. Never know. Fuck it. Like what? Who does that? That's only bosses do that. That's so dope.
1: That makes so me dope. Feel a lot better because I feel like I just sound like a crazy person. <laughs> like I sound like
0: I should have just go- gone. You sound like someone's crushing life.
2: I don't know. It's. I, I feel like like if MOP ever wrote a, a like an updated version of Handle Your Business, it would be about this situation.
1: Yes. Thank you.
2: By the way, shout out to your friend Tilly because th- th- there's a super secret hero in this, and uh, beyond your own abilities here. But it sounds like she like handled this thing like a pro as well.
1: Oh, I don't. I think had she not been with me, I would have gone home. I think I was more I, I was willing to risk embarrassment walking around the streets of New York with poop in my pants and be on a train in close proximity to people with poop in my pants. I don't know why I was like that is so much worse. But had she not been with me, I probably would have taken the train home. yeah.
2: Yep. Well and you spent and and the and the 50 you spent it was on you actually got some new stuff out of it. Instead of 50 bucks it would have been a waste on like an Uber. Or an uber balance for the sake of the terms.
1: That or like take out to like eat my feelings and my embarrassment. (laughs) That's
2: that's true. Right. You got some swag out of it. (laughs) Yeah. Silver lining. Kind of to close up, is there any lessons that you learned from this?
1: I guess I learned, well, I really learned to trust my gut if I don't want to, I mean, I don't have to worry about this anymore, but I guess if my friends ever have a hangover and they feel like not going on a date my advice to them is don't do it because it might really not be worth it for one. And two, um, yes, beef uh, may have cured previous hangovers, but it might give you diarrhea if you want to go shopping. So don't eat beef if you plan on going shopping after a night of drinking. It's a bold eat, move. Eat some toast or something, or like <laughs> yes, have some like juice or something. Also, maybe... Maybe carry some, like, I've been told carry wet wipes in your bag. Like if you don't have a bathroom access, always have wet wipes in your bag.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. Bella, thank you so much for sharing your story. It was, uh, I feel like there's a, there's a lot of like excellent lessons out there for people. Agreed. Your strength is admirable and super helpful. So thank you.
1: No, thank you for letting me share my story <laughs> on this show.
2: Rob, uh, Bella is an inspiration. I feel like she's she's sort of the reason we created this podcast, to get a story of, like, absolute strength in that. Like, I, I said it to her, I mean it. It's like her friend Tilly was a rock star. She was a rock star, powered through it. Really an impressive story. Definitely one worthy to be told. And I think other people can learn from that
0: one for sure. I'm very much encouraged and inspired by her. Uh, Her quick thinking, her composure, her ownership, her ability to own the situation. Here's somebody who describes their challenges with living with a certain condition and clearly not letting it uh, hold them back in any way. Uh, In in fact, I would even argue judoed the situation and (laughs) things got way more interesting. Super great to meet and hear her story. All right, with that,
2: we are going to continue "Shard at the Devil" into season two. Shard at, at
3: the, the devil. devil.
2: This is an old friend of mine. He does a Beatles cover band called Amazingly the Beatoffs, and wrote a song way before we started this podcast. It's called "I'm Crapping in My Pants with You."
3: Inside our pants will spew a stinky number two You'll be crapping in your pants with me I don't wanna kiss or hold your hand Unless reaping the benefits of brand. I was holding in a giant number two Now I'm crapping in my pants with you You don't need to piss into your ties. I prefer your pants filled up with shite Squirt a churn and you your grown-up under ruse I'll be crapping in my pants with you Crap my pants with you Gross. And stink up our undies Inside our pants we'll spew a stinky number two You'll be crapping in your pants with Gross. me If somebody says we're a disgrace You pin them down and I'll shit in their face we are simultaneously going poo. We are crapping in our pants, be you When our pants are pooed, you'll pray that there's a breeze. Inside our pants will spew us stinky number two. You'll be crapping in your pants with me. If somebody tries to say we're sick, down their throat I'm gonna shit a brick. There's a turn I need to squirt before we screw. I discovered that we both love flu. Gross! So I'm crapping in my pants with you. Gross! Gross! Gross!
2: Where do you find these things? We could maybe make that our theme song. I don't know if we'd end up getting sued by like the Beatles estate or something like that. I don't know if Paul McCartney, we might be too a little too small potatoes for Paul McCartney.
0: I think you roll a dice.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Ken, what would Bella do? Roll a dice.
2: Bella would roll the dice. She would keep she would keep she would keep going. Keep it moving. Keep it, it moving. moving. All right. So when you listen to this next week, there might be a new theme song. Remember to check us out ww.crapinyourpants.com. There's a link there where you can submit your story because we'd love to hear from you. Rob, any
0: final thoughts? Two quick final thoughts. IBS folks it's real so let's show some let's show some compassion let's show some understanding some empathy and some inclusion and when you're in a dumps let's take a page from Bella's book and poop butt fart (laughs) for the crap in your pants podcast
2: my name is Ken
0: and I'm Rob keep shitting not that you have a choice